Hello, and welcome to the Carpetrage Podcast, episode 248. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host, Ryan Sinitsky. Hello. This is a really good pop. <laughs> I appreciate that you call it pop, even though it says soda on it. We went to um, the Mill City uh, Farmer's Market in mm-hmm. downtown Minneapolis, and amongst other things, we got craft sodas um, from Northern Soda Company from Arden Hills, Minnesota, and I got one of their colas, which is normally not available in stores, and it's really good. I used to get something called Curiosity Brand Cola from one of the co-ops, and it was really good. It's, like, surprisingly floral Hmm. for a pop. Like, it's, it's not what you would expect from a cola. Like, it's not bad, but it's, like, really good. I feel like a lot of people that do craft colas really go off the deep end with different, like, flavoring packages, it's, which it's isn't like a bad a, thing. It's a very upscale RC cola, is what it tastes nice. like, which is not a bad thing at all. I R- do like that underlying flavor. I get flavor. their yeah. root beer. You can get their root beer at Lens, mm-hmm. and it's really expensive. It's like $7 for four cans. Okay, yeah, that's pretty pricey. Yeah, yeah but it's 100% worth it. <laughs> If you don't drink, like, pop every day religiously, like, as a treat, yeah. like, it's worth it. Like, if you, always, if you drink pop like you would drink a beer, it's worth it. Yeah, I drink I pop like places. I drink balls. Yeah. Yeah. Rarely, but I very much enjoy it when I do. Yeah. I, and those are, I think, two oh, bucks a bottle, so and about the same. Thank, thankfully, Jimmy Sininsky finally found me Cherry Who's Dr. Jimmy? Pepper. My mo- My mother. I didn't even. I've never known her name. Yeah, I've known you for like 15 years, and I've never known that. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't like people knowing her name, honestly. Mm. She got doxxed today. Yeah. Thanks, Jim. Whatever. Um, Train coming. There's a train. train. It's probably coming the wrong way, though. Yeah, but they're they're always coming the wrong way. Oh, it's not a train. It's a it's a Harley. That's dumb. Yeah, it's way worse. But Mm. I uh, I went to the farmers union because they have a little restaurant there now, Mm -hmm. and. You can get the ma- uh, maple cream cold brew that used to only be available at the state fair. You can get it at the restaurant. Sounds really good. It's very delicious, but if you're lactose intolerant, you will shit yourself silly. I'm not, but I am very loosely tolerant of caffeine these days. So um, cold brew it's usually hits not, me pretty good. It's oh, not just bad give, for give a shake, so probably. Well. You, 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 it's a sipping cold brew. You got to. And and it's like bitter, so you don't drink it all right away. Bitter cold brew, it's, interesting. Well, relatively, relatively bitter. It's not like IPA bitter, but well, it's good. like I don't put nine volt batteries in. Yeah, my but like compared to like other cold brews, it's comparatively <laughs> sure. No, I'm, I'm fascinated by that commentary because yeah. I was just yeah. like, a, usually cold brew is like the smoothest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, well, it's smooth, kind of but... like how this is floral. It's not like chewing on lavenders. It's <laughs> relatively floral. Sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Because, like, the Farmers Union make, uh, roasts their own coffee. I don't think they can grow coffee in Minnesota. No, but they roast it. But they at least do something to their own coffee beans. I'm going to be a contraband guy and grow some coffee. Yeah. Mm. I, you can. It's just it's prohibitively expensive to do so. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I already use a bunch of power. I'll get some grow lights. Yeah. Good idea. <laughs> um all right, well, we talked about our drinks. You have a Colorado Kool-Aid again. I do. I'm drinking at the banquet. I actually started with a PBR, but... I started that at like 10 to noon, so I just I ran out. There are more beers downstairs if you want one. But oh, yes, good. I'm drinking and Banquet. And before we start in with your first topic, head on over to patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. On this cool handcrafted webpage, you will find two open-ended levels of support for content consumers like you to support content producers like us. Starts at a buck fifty a month. We would certainly appreciate it, but don't feel obliged. Obligated? Obligated. Thank you. Um, 
All right, well, I'm going to start with my first topic. I'm do actually going to do on the notes what the second topic is right here. Um, the the Rex? Yes, the WRX. Uh, sales are down on the WRX because it looks like a foot. Well, and, and it's bad. bad. <laughs> it's just generally bad in every way. It, like... It's. I think they're getting like. I, I didn't pre-read. That's amazing. Yeah, they're, it's really bad. Sales are down ninety percent. Nine zero, not nine one zero, nine. Not nineteen, not nine. Nine zero percent. Wow. Sales down. Not like. I not like... not like inventory sales, which is different. <laughs> um, and I was like, hmm. I read the story. I'm like, okay, well, Subaru. They aren't sure if it's a supply chain issue or an interest issue. I think that they're very aware of what the issue is, hmm. and they just don't want to say it. Ah, uh, yes. So the fact I that made, they've ruined the WRX? Yes. So I decided I went to the largest group of enthusiasts that would buy a new WRX, which is the Minnesota Car Enthusiast Club. Which That's is, a big group. Yeah, it's a huge group. It's like 19,000 people or something on Facebook, and that's just Facebook, not including the other randos that go to their show. Um, um, I have to sign in real quick to view this. But I um, made a poll in the group to see if it is people. And I said, if available, when you go to... You have two-factor authentication on your Facebook. I have two-factor on everything. Oh, my God. <laughs> but uh, I, made a, I made a poll, and I said, assuming the car was available in a lot, yeah. and you are in the market for a new car, not a used car... Would you buy a new WRX with no other primer? Like, would you buy no, this over like nope, a competitive just vehicle? Would you literally buy right. that? And then I also added, <laughs> I also added, if so, if whatever your reasoning is, you're welcome to leave a comment below saying why. And uh, this what, has what 380 does, votes. 380 votes, uh, and this has been up for a week. <laughs> so it's not like this came up yesterday. Apparently, I voted, and, I voted on this, and I don't even remember seeing it. So, uh, <laughs> could you read what they say? Uh, Just the, the two results? The two results. So, what, how many people are saying yes? So, we have yes, I would buy one, and that had 12 total votes. Uh, 12 total votes. And wow. then, the more popular answer with 366 <laughs> votes, again, versus 12 response. Nope, not interested. That's <laughs> worse than Subaru sales numbers are saying. Because Subaru's saying that... Sales are down ninety nine zero percent. That's three point two percent of people want a WRX. So that's ninety seven percent of people that don't correct want one. Correct. Yeah, and these are also so MNCC. <laughs> that that is a group that spans all car enthusiasts. Mm -hmm. And Subaru ownership, um, I think they have something like fifteen hundred current Subaru owners in the group. Wow. It's a, it's a pretty small group, but that's like... That's a lot of people. That's still pretty representative of Subaru owners overall in the larger car culture. Because if you account for the fact that Subaru's market capitalization in 2015 was 600,000 total cars sold, <laughs> like that, 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 that kind of makes sense uh, relative to the number of total cars sold in the United States uh, to Subaru. And then you account for 1% of those cars being purchased by enthusiasts mm -hmm. and then you do the same ratio of that one percent and you're probably going to get around 1500 so that's representative of the united states pretty well um so yeah it's definitely uh super screwed the pooch and uh if you read some of the comments that are there they're 
pretty good. Uh, you don't have to say last names. Maybe just say first names. But there's some very good ones. Yeah, um, like this guy, Timo. I had yeah. a Subaru or two. Nope, never again. We have a dedicated <laughs> trailer at work that ships blown up Subaru engines for warranty returns. <laughs> they're bad. That, uh, that's probably one of the best comments I've read in a long time. <laughs> they're quite bad. Uh, Subarus... Uh, the last thing that they had was, like, they had the EJ, and the EJ, like, for all of its problem was problems, it was a known quantity, and people knew what to expect from the EJ. Yeah. And so, like, okay, like, you're going to have some problems, but, like, your problems, like, you're going to be able to plan for them. Like, you're going to be able to plan for a head gasket. You cannot plan for rod-bearing ba- failure. Not in a Subaru. I mean, like, no. S54 owners plan for it. Yeah, but, but in a Subaru, yeah. it, also S54, you can do that without pulling the whole engine sure up. Sure can. Like, out of it's the actually, like, yeah. yeah, it's like a four-hour job. It's really yeah, not that bad. it's not that bad. <laughs> Subaru, you have to pull the engine all the way out. You have to split the case split the in case half. Halves, you have to yeah. remove everything from it. Not to mention the special tools you need to compress the rings to go back in the other side of the block half that direction. Like, splitting a flat engine is one of the worst things I've ever done. In automotive uh, wrenching terms. So some of the other comments uh, that I've noticed I just brought up on my phone because sure. I had to log in as well on, my, on this computer. Um, this guy actually is a previous uh, w, 2017 WRX owner. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said he had he owned one for a few years. His name's Jordan. Uh, it was a fun car, but you had to do a lot to it to make it that way. Mm-hmm. Bone stock, it didn't feel special in any way. That is correct. Those cars... Just like a 911 non-GT3. It, it You are... To have any amount of fun in a stock WRX, you are well into I'm going to jail fast. Like you're not you cannot have fun at low speeds with that car. Um the sorry guy, Corey, I personally think they're ugly. They have stayed off the they've strayed so far off the WRX legacy, I've just completely lost interest. Yeah. Yeah, um, I and mean, it looks like a cross track that somebody took the utility out of. Yes, literally. Tyler said cheap interior, non impressive styling for big money. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Craig, a guy I used to work with at Subaru, mm-hmm. um, he said, Subaru's dead to me. The only car they make right now that seems like a worthy prospect is the Outback. The WRX is lame like the rest of the band. They've killed off what made them, un- uh, made them unique to try and mainstream the car. I'd rather have a Toyota if I, was, if I were g- going to go boring, but Toyota themselves are becoming cool and interesting. So to me, I hope this, Subaru, this version of Subaru dies off completely. And to that, I replied, I said, I put a fork in Subaru and it's still working there. I'm like, I didn't have an honest rebuttal for why somebody wouldn't just buy a Mazda when they asked me what makes like, this better than a Mazda CX-3. It like, rusts I, it a little bit less, that's it. Yeah, like, I don't know, like, it's got a little bit better all-wheel drive. It will not make a difference in your life, and right. the Mazda's going to be more fun on a daily basis. Oh, yeah. Um, and I said, that's why I just dealt with special financing cars, because I just <laughs> I couldn't lie to people. Uh, and then... About, not quite every other comment, but almost every other comment said, with the arrival of the GR Supra, dot, dot, dot. I thought um, it was the Corolla. Oh, sorry, GR about. Corolla, my yeah, bad. GR Corolla, with the arrival of the Veloster N, the BRZ86, the Golf R, the Civic Si, the Civic Type R, the, the Supra, the, the manual Elantra Supra. N. Yeah. Um, Which dusts it. Yeah. It, like, it's just everything. Like every, But the thing is, like, everybody is saying... That, yeah, but the GR Corolla is just eating its lunch. Like, Subaru's... In... And we'll, only... we'll get to that car later in the episode. But, the only yeah. thing that Supra... The only, the only thing that Subaru has going for it is the fact that you can get as many WRXs in the world as you want, and there's only going to be, like, 3,000 or so GR Corollas. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But yeah, everybody's saying, yeah, no, I've got a deposit on GR Corolla, no STI, no Subaru. Uh, nobody wants this car at all. A uh, 2022 WRX looked like an older Subaru fucked a Ford Focus and a Kia Forte from 2013. <laughs> yeah, it kind of looks not like wrong. <laughs> there's a lot of Kona in the wheel arches too. Yeah, it's bad, but pulled off worse. There are uh, far better cars that are more eco- economical that aren't a WRX. That came from a car enthusiast. Yep. Yeah, like it's just, you can get anything else. Like the car just sucks. Nobody wants it. Subaru really hasn't done a great job with making their turbo engines fuel efficient either. Like no, well, it's very, very, very difficult um, to make a fuel efficient turbocharged permanent all wheel drive car because. Mm-hmm. Like, because you're keeping it on boost all the time with a turbo that small, especially when you yeah, have the charge exactly. piping that long. Yeah, exactly. And then the other thing is, like, credit where it's due, Subaru's all-wheel drive system is not an active all-wheel drive system. It is an all-wheel drive, all-the-time all-wheel drive system. Mm-hmm. It just switches from, like, 40-60 to 50-50. Like, but there's always power going to all four wheels and not just, like, passively, not just, like, 10% power to the rear wheels or something. But there's always, like, if you put a Subaru in the air, you turn the car on, you run it, all four wheels will be turning at all times. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, Subaru, um, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, they are um, relying on their bean counters, and uh, they've lost their way. And uh, I actually had a company meeting with Bob Lutz on Oh, yeah, Thursday. you told me about that. That sounds cool. And one of the things he said was... Um, you can, I'm summarizing a lot, but you can tell when a company's about to fail, like a car company's about to completely just lose it. Yeah. When they start hiring more accountants, more bean counters. Because what they will do is they will prioritize, they'll prioritize your immediate profits mm-hmm. as opposed to having a sustainable product line. And not sustainable as an environmentally friendly, but something like, Let's look at Dodge. They made the Charger like 15 years ago, mm-hmm. and they haven't done much other than just add power. And that car... Yeah, it's still the same platform. It's still the 90s E-Class platform today. Yeah. You're still selling a 90s E-Class. Th- that car is so profitable for them. Like, they mm-hmm. don't have a huge market share. It's just like the PT but Cruiser, man. That profit, thing was paid for. <laughs> their profit margin is bananas on that car. Yep. And <clears throat> the reason it's bananas is people buy the v6 because they see the hellcat and the hellcat kind of looks like the v6 yeah you can get the v6 one with those shipping guards on it now so it, yeah and so this is <laughs> it, it was a very good point and this is what i've been saying like the entire time i've been alive is that the performance model will never sell mm-hmm. but it will draw people in mm-hmm. and there, that is i want something... the one that looks kind of like that yeah nobody ever there's i've never met an accountant that accounts for that because they don't they just look at the numbers and that you're just more than numbers. You're not dealing with a bakery. Mm-hmm. A car company is not a bakery. Thank goodness. Yeah. And <laughs> that, that's the thing. It's like you, even with a bakery, a car company is not your normal, normal widget manufacturer. Like it's a completely different beast because they're, yes, they are appliances, but there's enough of, there's enough uniqueness and enough competition in the marketplace that you can't just sell it like an appliance because if you sell it like an appliance, you start making really bad decisions, and you start making cars that aren't good. And then you are Honda, and you are Subaru. Yeah. And even, like, committees, like, we, this is kind of a little bit of a tangent, but, like, over the last several years, if you take away one thing from listening to Carbitrage, it's, 
we've established that the worst car is better. Yeah. And, like, committees don't allow that to happen because they're trying to make everything better, which makes the car boring, which makes it worse. Yeah, and, like, credit where it's due with GM, um, while their cars are not enthusiast cars, they're still really pushing the boundaries of what a lot of American manufacturers are doing with their EV market. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Chevy's EVs are great. Like, Chevy sucks, like, objectively. They're not a good company. But if you're in the market for an EV, it's very difficult to not look at a Chevy and go, ooh, that's a good offer. I recommend a lot of people get into first-gen Bolts. Yeah. Like, they're like Jordan and Ellie just bought yeah, one. Yeah, like, they're good cars. It's like, a really good car. Yeah, Especially like if you can get an early one with a ton of miles that hasn't had the recall done yet. Yeah. Get and, a well, new, free, bigger battery. And then also, um, <clears throat> they still somehow make the spark. I thought they killed it, and they really? didn't. But they haven't. Oh, it's still that's a thing. That's a isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, but, I mean, that's the thing is, like, yes, they do suck as a company, but they make good products, and, like, what they make actually aren't that bad, and it's just, yeah. it's more it's more the stigma of, of GM, and that's something... Oh, sorry. I, yes? ha- I have breaking news. Darren loves his new $1,000 Peugeot. Excellent. Oh, you didn't know. Did Darren... he get a 505 or something? Yeah, he nice. found a 505 for $1,000 um, oh, awesome. in Portland. Oh, awesome. That's super yeah. great. He found a 505 in Portland for $1,000, and he had his friend go look at it. <laughs> and he's like... Same... He's going to drive it to Minnesota when he comes visit. I'm so excited That's going to that. be great. Good. That's Sorry, I had to share this breaking news. That's right. I just had you muted because of the slurping. So, but, um, yeah, so Darren bought this Peugeot for $1,000 in Portland. Has his friend go look at it. He's like saving up to buy house and he's like it's really difficult to be good <laughs> and buy a house when you see a thousand dollar perfectly good <clears throat> Peugeot and he's like he even had his friend go look at it like and say like tell me why I shouldn't buy this and his friend goes no you really should buy this like he's like well shit his, fr- his friend like went in and he's like I sent him to tell me what the problems are and why I should. And he is somebody I will trust will, that will tell me, right. don't buy this by any means. Because we've had he, him on the podcast, yeah, and he's got a lot. some experience it's, with. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> there's, like, even, like, to him, like, there's, he's like, please, just, like, for the love of God, tell me not to buy this. Like, his friend is a very right. aware. The undertones yeah. of the question is, like, and his, leading his, him to like, tell me to not buy it. Yeah, he's like, seriously, <laughs> tell me not to buy this. And his friend goes, I, I just, I in good conscience, cannot <laughs> tell you not to buy this car. This is the only time that you will find a $1,000 running, driving 505. And I'm like, Thankfully, yeah. And it's got a Donnie I muted it. the chat. A what? A manual. A manual. Oh, nice. They call manual. it Donnie for whatever. <laughs> it's a boys yeah. club thing, I guess. I don't. I don't know. Okay, apparently I'm not in the boys club. <laughs> Their boys club. That's uh, the group chat. I gotcha. It's not actually called It's actually that. called World Famous Geo Man. But I We have a friend that was in uh, Ohio, and he's friends with all of us across the United States because he collects geos. Okay, that's fine. And he daily drives a Nissan Stanza wagon. Oh, what a terrible car. <laughs> I'm, all, like, I'm sure it's a fine all daily cars driver. Are, all but... of his cars are manual. He has <laughs> one car good. made in the 21st century, and it's a 2002 Corolla that he bought for under $200. Everything that I have my name on the title <laughs> to is a manual, yeah. or no trans, but this like, is the Phantom the is one of those cars. same group that told me I should just get a 70s car from Australia when I said I needed... Um, that's a uh, Holden Sandman. 
No, God, no. I needed Jesus, the car seat no. hook. Okay. Car seat anchors. <laughs> and it was funny because they actually had reasoning for that. Oh, yeah. okay. And their reasoning. Lay it on me. All right, I so guess. Jano likes cars that are about the size of 90s Hondas. Okay. And an Australian family car from the 70s would be that. Sure. It is a car that is undervalued right now. So it is actually a good purchase because it will be appreciating in value. They're very reliable because they were designed to like run in the outback and not be serviced ever. So like most cars made in Australia in the seventies were designed to be like W one twenty three reliable where it's just like the, they don't die. Well, like, yeah, I mean like the first gen bear was basically a Ford three hundred. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like there's yeah nothing to this. There's nothing that's gonna go wrong. <laughs> and then they mandated uh car seat anchors in the seventies. Like wow. in the early seventies. So, like, Tether anchors, their anchors in the 70s were the modern style we mandated in 2002. Interesting. So, the, that fits every single thing that Jana needs. It's reliable. It, they also had much what higher... What does it get for fuel economy? Well, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's the only downside is the fuel economy. But they're reliable. What is its crash safety rating? This is the thing. They actually had a higher crash test safety rating. Because you have things like ostr- or emus and uh, sure. kangaroos in yeah, the middle wildlife. of the road. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. wildlife you don't fuck with in Australia. So <laughs> <laughs> you, you find one at a salvage yard and they're like squishing it and the windshield like breaks the yeah. crane. I'm like, what? I'm like, oh yeah, they're like, they're like that. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're oh, like yeah. much thicker. So like, like our friends, they got wombats in their garage. So they got. I mean, they never moved to Australia. Yeah. I cannot handle that level it's, of wildlife. It's, a, it's like a yearly issue for. For him, where he just can't go into his garage for a week because of the wombats. Well, as long as it's scheduled. Yeah, he just has to clear them out. And, like, he opens the door, and then they eventually leave because it gets hot in the daytime. Yeah. One time he did get stuck in the garage. But that was because because of the kangaroo joey. Yeah. Oh, yikes. Hopefully the mother wasn't around. Yeah, so, like, in Australia... That's why he just jumped into a Subaru and closed the door. (laughs) The cars that were made there were fairly safe for the era, but you could import things that were less safe. So, like, like a Hillman Imp wasn't made in Australia, but and that was obviously less safe, because it was just basically a Mini with an engine in the rear flipped on its side. A Leyland-era UK car, essentially. Yeah, Um, but, like, yeah, so the uh, Australian-made cars are actually very good. I mean, cars. I, I believe it, like, you. And it made sense, like, for Jana, it was, like, obviously it'd be stupid. Like, no, you're in Minnesota, and then, like... The two-car garage being that and the Buick is like, uh, all right. <laughs> I mean, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, they're not uh, they're not reasonable decisions. And that's what I said. I said, I'll, I'll just throw them in the Buick. It'll yeah, be fine. Yeah. Like, for nice weather, hell yeah, just yeah. whatever. Yeah, like, you have plenty of time before they get to the door, before they open it, because it doesn't have child locks. Because, like, it, it, you don't just, like, go to the door in the Buick. It's like walking across the street. Right. Like, you, you have a long time. Or a time. lot of shuffling. Yeah, you, you have a long time to correct this behavior before they get to the, like, ultimatum of opening the I'm sure, the door. like, the door handle force is more excessive than a modern car. It's substantial. Okay, yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's not easy. See, most child grabs are not very committed. No. No, you... you, you you kind of have to do it. You don't accidentally get out of this car. Right. You mean it. It's an occasion. Yeah, <laughs> it's a whole occasion getting to that door. Um, <laughs> but all right, I, I, I've talked enough about WRXs and that tangent. Fair um, enough. Let's move on to your first topic well, here. Well, back to the 70s, back yes. to the UK. Well, actually, pre-70s. The 
Goodwood Members Meeting. Cool. So the pre-revival, pre-Festival of Speed event, which I actually didn't even know about until yes, today. I've heard of this, actually. Is, is on right now. And it was fascinating because, I mean, you're still seeing power sliding pre-war cars. But the difference is it's really cold there yes. still right now. And, yes. like, you're seeing even more sideways action. You're seeing snow from time mm-hmm. to time. And everyone looks That's quite good. just as... Uh, uh, miserable, happy. Oh, no. happy. Oh, good. Well, I mean, they they look miserable, but, but like then they get out of the car and they're all frozen and they're still all smiles. Yeah, of course. I can like, be unhappy after sl- after sliding at Duesenberg. Duncan Pitaway is there, but he's not in the S seventy six today. Oh, what's he in? Uh, he's co driving some I don't know Alpha Straight Eight something or other. Oh, okay. It, as long as it's, it, it's fine. Pre war. It, it Duncan Pitaway has the best cars. He's he's co-driving it. I think it's somebody else's. I'm sure the S76 is there. But yeah, I mean, like all of his cars, like because he also has the Duroc 200 horsepower. Oh my god! <laughs> so, well, um, what is the the car I see during revival that has the Hispano Suiza V8 aero engine in it with no cowl? That's the Duroc. Oh, is it? Where it's the V-shaped radiator? No, uh, maybe. Yeah, it's the it's it's like but like it has no hood on it at all. It, just, it, these it, valve yeah. covers are just hanging yeah. out the side. So it's a um, if you, you can just Google the direct two hundred horsepower because it's quite a thing to look at. This might be it because that would actually is a Hispanic Suiza engine. It's a Duroc two hundred horsepower engine. I think it's twenty two liters as well. Is that it? No. Okay, but that's his but other the, car. The, it's exactly what I described, so I yeah. see why you're saying that. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's one that's just—it's seriously like I know everything back in the day. I look at is like that is just a chassis with a giant aero engine in it and a seat. But like that's what this was. Triggs sent me an American LaFrance version. <sighs> is that like that fire truck that was posted on Bring a Trailer? No, this is just a <laughs> fire truck frame and engine. <laughs> Hopefully, it's been shortened. A, a single Kirky racing seat. Oh, and a no. chain drive. And I'm like, it was like just outside of affordable range. I think it was like $6,000. I'm like, that's, that's no, dangerous. Ryan, no. Yeah, I told him no. I'm like, this is bad because I'm trying <laughs> to get married. And I can't live in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't. Jesus. No, I can barely drive to work. Um, I'm, yeah, I assume that's total loss oiling too. So it's yes, just, it is. Yeah, like it's just not... my driveway is very slick these days. Yeah, but <clears throat> I, I mean, stop boiling it before I get home. It would be a very good car, but oh not. No, for right it now. wouldn't be. It'd be so funny to drive. It'd funny, yes. Funny. Good, no. Yes, it'd be great. It'd be good no. fun. Oh my god! I, like, I know. I would guarantee, I guarantee you, I would enjoy every time I drive that because I would just drive that from my house to Cars and Crafts and then to like. Back to the 50s. And then you and would is... save up between those events to fill it with oil and fuel. I would, and those are the only times I would ever take it. I'd take it like once a month. So it's a like Blubsky. Yeah, exactly. It'd be like a Blubsky. So now, but this this throws a wrench in things because, like, I think the last time we really legitimately discussed going was 2019, which obviously yeah, pre world yeah. change. But, like, I assume, like, people could attend this too and spectate. I'm like, well, which one of the three would I want to go to? Oh, for sure, 100% would be Festival of Speed. Okay. Yeah, no question. All right. That's the big one. That's the one you want to go to. I want to go to that one, then. Yeah, because it, otherwise it's like, like, would you rather go to Hershey or would you rather go to Monterey Car Week? And it's like, obviously Monterey Car Week. Like, yeah. Over, like, Hershey's good, but, like, Monterey Car Week, like, how do you compete with that? Did Pebble Beach just happen, too, or is that still going on? No. Or is that, that was, coming up? That was Amelia Island. Pebble oh, Beach yeah, is yeah, at yeah. Monterey Car Week. The, the Florida, Jacksonville one, whichever one that one is. That is Amelia Island. Okay. Yeah. 
kind of want to go to that one too, but I'm not sure. But yeah, that's what I mean. Like, so like Amelia Island would be like this, where it's like it's right. good, but, but it's like... I've heard that your admission comes with bottomless mimosas. At the drive- members meeting? No, the, no, that would be awesome. It's probably like me oh, or you something mean, there you, at you the, at the Florida one. Oh, that sounds fun. I know. Amanda was telling me because she's living down there currently. I'm like, oh man. Yeah, that's one of those things. Like, if kind you are that. if you are living there, like I would like if you happen to be in the area. Go. Mm-hmm. But don't make. Oh, a, it's Jacksonville. Like you shouldn't be there. But like, no, if you happen to be there during yeah. this event, go. Don't make a thing of it. No. Like, yeah. No. And that's no. how I think of with like the drivers meeting. It's like, don't make a thing of it. But. But anyway, if you're listening right if now, viewer there, or listener, yeah, the ninth and tenth of April, it's streaming on YouTube like twenty four seven. So just go yeah. watch it because it's excellent content. That's that's pretty much all I got. So just a bunch of. I want to go back to uh, how I was talking about GM making good things. Okay. Um, what do you think the best new car investment is right now? The Corolla GR. Financially, what do you think the best new car investment? Corolla is? Corolla GR. I have a very strong rebuttal, and it's my very first link here. Look at the price that this 2020 Hummer EV sold for. $275,000? Yeah. Did it actually transact? It says sold. Well, I know it says sold. That means Did it, it transacted, n- No. It would have, at this kind of vehicle, would have been immediately realisted or something else would right. happen. But yeah, no, that definitely sold. You don't accidentally Yikes. bid on that. Like yeah, well yeah, people are just cold feeders, and not actually accidentally. You yeah, but the you're the cold feeder sort of thing. I, I agree. At this it, sort of buyer's premium or um buyer's premium, you're not going to accidentally. You don't mess yeah with that. the cold feeder sort of thing. That's more of like it's over a hundred thousand dollars. It's got to be less common. I would say it, it really begins to taper off, like after about the twenty thousand dollar mark. What's an Ultium battery? No idea. It says that in the listing. Did GM stuff. A 200 kilowatt hour Ultium battery. So when we have no idea what the hell it is, we have to go with what the manufacturer says. It's Ultium. Ultium. Which is one better than lithium. Yes, it's Ultium. I have no idea what... Theirs go to 11. Yes, that's what it does. Um, But okay, uh, what are these actually... So this probably costs... Not 220 some thousand dollars, I'll tell you that. Well, I know that, but like, Uh, is it a $100,000 vehicle expect out like this, or... I mean, it's sold at a dealer, so obviously they got it from GM for whatever, you know, hundred. Yeah, they, they, it's about $108,000. Okay, so I'll concede that's probably right, because a Corolla GR is not going to sell for $100,000. But even then, you're not going to get 100% profit No, on the purchase of your Corolla GR. But you're going to get, like, like, 50%. These. I bet you'd get... Well, it depends on, like, how I, soon I, after. I bet, you might no, get 100% I, if it was, like, day of. No, I, I think, like, if you bought a Corolla GR and then you waited until the day that they sold the last one that was allocated for that year and then yeah. you put it on bring a trailer, mm-hmm. I bet you could probably get, like, 150% of the purchase price. That's what I'm saying. This was, like, 200% of the purchase price. This is almost 300%. Yeah. It's that's a lot of money. That's a very, very, very good purchase. Since it's a round number, it's about two hundred and seventy-five percent. That, that, that's true. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, that's a very good deal. Even accounting for financing, if you have to get like a thirty percent. Like, and these pictures are terrible too. Yeah, I looked at that. and I was like, mm. <laughs> are there people, garbage cans, or open doors? I haven't no, looked through them. No, no, I didn't see that. But they weren't like the. It wasn't the best photo gallery. Like, the underside photos were definitely taken instead of a garage with our cars in the background. 
And like that that like drew my eye immediately. And like they're 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 fine. I don't like, like these. They're too big. These these the photo gallery is like what I'd like expect for like a Studebaker. Or something. Yeah. But like for something like this, not like, a quarter of a million would, dollar vehicle. Yeah, I'd be like, hmm, wouldn't you like pay for like somebody? Like it's not like you're pinching pennies here. I mean, but this like, is a person paid. I, I kind of. I also. I also do appreciate the laissez fairness of just like, yeah, okay, here's some photos. You asked for photos. I got you photos. Enjoy. You know what it is. So I. Yeah, also, but it is a brand new vehicle. Like, oh, yeah. What's going to be wrong with it? With Five hundred miles on it. But. Yeah, I just think it's like the. Like, I, I like that the seller is like, I don't need good photos. It sells itself. Like, <laughs> uh, true, but yeah. still annoying. I, yeah, no, it's it, it, yeah, but like, there's that's the sense. Like, I appreciate the seller. Like, it's kind of a flex to have a car that's like that. You know, it, it's like selling a Countach and stuff. I was gonna say like a two fifty GTO and you use the Moto Razor. Yeah, like, like you just use fine. your cell phone for like a two fifty <laughs> GTO, like. What does somebody say? These aren't good enough photos of my 250 GTO. Would you GTO? not want my 250 yeah. GTO listing? Like, <laughs> fine. <laughs> I, I just think, I think it's a goofy, like, flex that the guy had. So, all right, all right, fine. All right. I think it's time we talk about this GR Corolla. Yes. Because the oh, GR my goodness. Is, uh, and I'm kind of happy that these, uh, the way we write the episodes in the, the actual sheet, they were flipped. So I was going to put this in episode two for the week, but I'm glad it's in one because we've talked about it so much already. Yeah. Yeah. So while we were gone, Toyota dropped the GR Corolla, which essentially is a modern Corolla XSE, but with a even more spicied up engine powertrain from yes. the Yaris GR makes 300 horsepower. So it's about 30 horsepower up, but it's also 400 pounds up at 3,200, which is still yeah. not terrible. It's nothing to same all wheel drive system, same really cool floating rotor aluminum hat brakes. The thing is manual only. Yeah. Really good. What happened, Toyota? Like, when did you become, I mean, we saw this coming, but like, when did you become the world's most interesting car company overnight? Mm-hmm. And that's it was the RSGR that did it. But yeah, no, this it's this is the work of Akio Toyotas, and we can get them here. Yeah, it, this is this is the work of the man who took Toyota and took the most boring company, and it was ran, ran boring when his family wasn't in control. As soon as the Toyota family went back in control, it went back to the Toyota. What was the pivotal moment that you knew that Toyota was coming back in this way? The it was when Akio Toyota took the helm in like 2015 or something. For me, it was, and we covered it, it was the Century GR. It was before that. Oh, I know, but that what, was my moment. For, for me, it was when he took the entire uh, design team after the last gen, not this generation, but the previous generation, which is kind of like a stinker. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the last like, kind of crappy Corolla generation. Uh, when he took control, he took everybody that was involved in that program and have him them drive his personal E70 Corolla. Like, he's got, like, a 78 Corolla sedan mm-hmm. with a manual. And he had him drive on a closed track. He said, make this. <laughs> nice. Just make a modern this. Because this and, and what you, know you what just they did? made. The XSE? Yeah. Like, this and what you just made are two very different things. And it's, like, it's very important that he had an E70. Because that is not a quote-unquote special car. It is also not a 2007 plus X5. For the record no and it's it, what it is is it's just a like honest car that was a very fun car to drive inadvertently 
Well, yeah, it's so simple, it's fun. Yeah, and that's what made a Corolla good. And that's what they did with the generation they made with the XSE and the current body style Corolla. Is it's a great the, car. I recommend the them all the time. The current Corolla is fantastic. However, yeah. there is a caveat, and I have to qualify this. The current Corolla non-cross. Yes. It's a great car. I, yeah, the, the current Corolla Cross. Um, I about lost my lunch when I saw a billboard for that in Florida. I read Randy's review of it. Um, he must have been blocked or something. I didn't see that. Oh, no, it didn't get much talk, much traction. The only reason okay. I saw it is because I asked about it. Um, because he had taken a photo with it. My friend Colin is like very excited about that. Uh, well, Colin likes... boring. He likes generic base model cars. He thinks those are very interesting. Like, well, it, they are, but not crossovers. I mean, he's just like any car. It's just like as generic as possible. It's okay. like having get a first year CX five front wheel drive manual with no options. There you go. Well, that's I mean, something like that, like a CX five or like like there's like the fact that like, a company has like the balls to make something as generic as like a rogue, a first gen rogue, where it's just like what the hell? Like it's just like this is car. That is a like, tone deaf product right yeah, there. Like just something like that. So he actually finds this very interesting, and I was <sighs> like kind of interested because I'm like, all right, this is Toyota. Like what? And so, Randy test drove it, and it got like twenty-two miles per gallon combined, like abysmal fuel economy. Whoa! And Randy does not drive hard. No, he drives like a normal person. Like he doesn't even get the manual because he can't. Well, he can't drive him in. Yeah. That's... And so, like, he gets like the mom car and test <clears throat> yeah. drives it. And like, I was like sitting there, I'm like, wait, so you get like. 22 miles per gallon and something that's really not that special. Everybody's very confused why that vehicle exists. Because a regular Corolla like hatch gets almost 40 highway. And I think what they're doing is they're just making something that's slightly down, down market from a RAV4. And then they stuck hmm. the Corolla name on to like generate some sales. Is this and based it, on the um, it does, HRV? Or not that. And not the, uh, you know what I'm talking about? The swoopy back Toyota crossover thing. It's a replacement for that. Okay, good. That one was, what was that thing called? CHR. C- thank you. Yeah, that one didn't even have an all-wheel drive option or a manual option. <laughs> I remember we talked about yeah. that. <laughs> um, can you get a manual in the Corolla Cross? Yes. No, no, you can't, but you can get all-wheel drive in it. Um, but it was just like, it was replacing that, and it was like, it, 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 the car has a very specific purpose for existing. Sure. Like when you think about it, it's for the person that would have bought a base model Rogue. Um, so a rental fleet. It's a numbers car. It, this is a car that you that you make. So this is the committee at work. No, this is the car that generates your sales numbers, your profitable sales. Oh, numbers. it's the Cayenne. Yeah, it's your profitable sales numbers car, so you can make a GR Corolla. Okay, fine. Yeah, so you make the GR Corolla, but it, then you, you make the You should have just said, yeah. it's the Cayenne. Yeah, it's a Cayenne. You, there you, you go. You, it generates your sales. It's very profitable because most of the interior and most of the expensive stuff yeah. is just Corolla. And that's actually where the name comes from, is it shares like a substantial amount of suspension interior components with I believe Corolla. you. I mean, yeah. the Toyota method's always been like... Well, I mean, like... Why make two things? Like, it's not like where the Camry and Corolla are similar, and they share design. Like, literally, it's the same. No, I'm talking like, components. It's the same center console and stuff I'm like that. I'm talking E92 yeah. M3 exactly. 1M. Yeah, exactly. It's like that. Just like that, yeah. yeah. Where it's just like, this is your number of cars. Just make it as cheap as possible. And make it in a form factor that people that don't care about cars will buy. Will buy. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. Yep. Um, Fair. But anyway, yeah, I if, if I wanted another fuel-burning daily driver... I would put a deposit down on one of these. And, like, even though I don't, I'm still, like, really tempted. Cause I think you should. 
when the Yaris GR got announced and it was said that that wouldn't I come think here. Every I, single person that's interested in this car should put down a deposit just to show them. And yeah, and I, I think the reason to do that is reward their behavior. Like yeah, and the day of the petrol engine is quickly coming to an end. And this, I mean, look at my garage. How many yeah, things man. in here were only sold as a manual? Yeah, exactly. And I, I think another thing that's like the day of the petrol engine is coming to an end. Have it go out with a bang. We get, seemingly are getting that. Like, the, when has there been a better time to buy a fun yeah. manual transmission car? No, like, it's right it's going now. out with a bang. Yeah, Hell and yeah. like, I'm like, I bought my Fiat because I said that, like this is likely going to be my last gas daily driver. Yep. And they're fun to drive, cheap, efficient. Yep, it's great. I would have gotten a Yaris if I could have found a supercharged one. Oh yeah, I forget like, that those existed. It, it was they're so freaking rare, <laughs> and I could not find one. Five hundred Turbo is a good car. I could not find the Yaris I wanted, which is what I, I really wanted, but it was just unattainable. And I found a perfect Fiat. Um, so speaking of things coming to an end, uh, while Toyota is uh, riding a wave of good things. Honda sucks in every Correct. conceivable fashion entirely. <laughs> riding a wave of Integra. Yeah, like they have a wave of trash that they're riding right into bankruptcy. Um, and I think with that, there's like a few last bastions of the Honda that we knew. Dying, gasping breaths. Yeah, the gasping breaths of good Honda. And one of those things was Asimo, their little robot oh, guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're retiring him. What the hell? What? Yeah, they're retiring him, and I'm like, does he know about this? It. Yeah, he's aware. Don't worry, he's uh, he's gonna live in a museum, and he's still gonna do his thing. But he should they're... go work at Toyota. Yeah, he should. That would um, be awesome. That would be very great. <laughs> they give him like a little red. Awesome, polo. if you're listening, beep G- boop. Give him a go little, work Toyota. A little red polo, and he just walks around <laughs> Toyota. Be adorable. Remember um, the, uh, I'm sorry to derail this. Remember Charles at Citroen dot com. Yes. The, the new marketing director's <laughs> last name was Peugeot, and yes. he worked at Citroen. Anyway, yeah, sorry. Um, but I, this is the thing: is like I'm okay with the pa- with like the passing of time, and I understand like Osmo. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was like 2000. He needs yeah. a break. He's been around for a while. Like he's almost no longer eligible for draft. Damn. Like that's how old he is. Is is the Ibo going away too at the same time? Then probably the little bork oh. bork dog. I think that was a Sony. But... I think that one already went away. Okay. The iRobot dogs. No, yeah. the, it was I. His name is A A I B O. I think Ibo. Oh, yeah. I don't know. But, um, yeah, so... with like, I'll investigate. A- everything that Asimo is, like, designed to do has already been done. So, like, he- he's, like, fulfilled his purpose. And that- that's why they're retiring him. But it's just, like, this was the last, like, thing of, like, Honda's golden age that was still in existence. And, like, now it's just, like, you have a Honda... Like, what's their... Uh, fa- what's their truck that they brought back from the 90s? Passport. The uh, Honda Passport yeah. is just a smaller pilot... Is it even smaller? I feel like no, it's just like a little stapled. bit. It's a little bit smaller. It's like okay, it's a, it's a little bit smaller. Oh, um, yeah, it looks and the then, same to me. Yeah, and it's like all they're doing is they're just like living off of. You know what Honda is? Honda is just millennial Oldsmobile. Mm. Yeah, you're gonna have to explain that one to me. I'm so, sure you're right, but the Oldsmobile Rocket 88. Yeah, back in the 50s, that was the car to have, and then and that's like, the B16. It, it, hang on. The, the rocket, <laughs> I'm going to give you the Oldsmobile Rocket okay. 88 story. Right. So the Rocket 88, it started out as just like 
performance, <laughs> like the proto muscle car, like yeah. for like boomers' parents, or like okay. for early boomers, and for like people that were like the greatest generation. Um, and like Which that, that they was were, yeah that that was like the cool car to have, and objectively so. And then that car aged with them because as they started having their kids, mm-hmm. it became a little bit more tame. They got their promotions, became like low level management, and that was like the low level manager's cars. You got like a Delta eighty eight, really nice and fluffy. You start to get older, you get to your like midlife crisis and stuff, and then you get past it. And then once you're past the midlife crisis, you just get a comfortable Tucker sure. car, which was the body. Picking up exactly what you're saying. And then went front-wheel drive when they were tired and they just want to go to the grocery store. So the and then when they, started, are not when, they, when they started dying, they just <laughs> killed the, the brand. It just killed. It, the, the brand died to the greatest generation. And so what Honda is... Well, because they kept catering to the people as they aged, yes, too, with the Yes, you aged with yeah, the car. Yeah, and okay. so like that was the Civic. I'm glad I asked you, because yeah, I agree. Like, <laughs> this is exactly what they're doing with the Civic. The Civic is the millennials' like car. Like This is like the coolest car when we were in like sixth grade. Oh, my God. BMW's like, doing this, too. Yeah, BMW's an upscale version of Seriously, that. Seriously, BMW yeah. and Honda right now are yeah. just like, what they're the, the same, hell are they're you They're the doing? same company. They are. Yeah. Uh, and like, Honda's just like, you, like, we're in sixth grade. Nothing was cooler than an EM1. You saw an EM1. I love made, EM1s. It made your whole damn day. Like you were just like, I saw an EM1 today. I had a good day. Like, this it was great. The EM1 in the parking lot, and it was Bill Gustafson's dad's E39 M5. Yeah, like, it was like, great. Those like, are the those two are, things those that those brighten my day. The best things in the parking lot. Those yeah. two companies are gone. Yeah, and so like, they like, well, all right, so we got like the EP3 and stuff, and we had like the FD2, like which are like okay, but like they're great parts donors. We, we could afford them, and they were, but they were still like kind of they're fun cars, especially sure. the FD2, like Kimmy's car, mm-hmm. like actually a good car. And then I'm like, okay, cool. Now millennials are getting a little bit older. Now they're like managers and stuff, and they're able to afford something a little bit nicer. Let's try to like make the Civic Si a little bit more professional for them. Sure. And then they made that like weird ninth generation like. The car that got refreshed after like a year and a half because yeah. nobody bought one ever. Exactly. Yeah. And then And then we... Yeah, what the hell and, and then we, And then like after we bought our houses and stuff, like we could afford a cool car. And right. then they brought us the Type R. But like that's Which like... Which I still like for the record. Yeah. But. but like the rest of the lineup, it's the size of an Accord. It's a family car. Mm-hmm. Like they just made the Civic huge. And then you know what's going to happen? Yeah, it's it's a it's a hot Accord hatch. Yeah, and you know what's going to happen after the after the Type R is they're just going to make an electric SI yeah. or whatever, and the electric SI is going to be something that's completely soft, and it's going to be like yes, it will be sportier yeah. than your normal Civic, and it will be like the equivalent in performance to like a Tesla P eighty five. Sure, where it like. P85, yeah, like 10 years ago, I was like, oh, my God, that's really cool. Yep. But the P85, in about five years from now, is going to be like, okay, it's a... That's up, getting pretty it, old. It's a, it's, a, it's a very good EV. <laughs> that's what it is. It's a good budget EV. used car. Yeah, it's, it's a good used <laughs> at EV. That point. Like, at, at that point. And like, or yeah. you could get a brand new Civic, which is all the stuff the P85 does and is reliable. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what they're going to do. And they're just going to age... You don't have gaskets in the motor failing, they're, leaking coolant into the rotor? They are going to age the civic just like they did the also all right prediction what year will honda go tits up i think honda will quit i don't think they're gonna go completely out of business because they're pretty big with other things i think that they will quit making cars unless they change directions 
by 2050. They'll make it 100 years. I was going to say 2045 for BMW. Because uh, it was Oldsmobile made it almost exactly 100 years. Because mm-hmm. they were starting in 1903, and I think that they got canned in 2002. So, yeah, it was almost 100 years. BMW just said their 50th three years ago. So, yeah. Yeah. That's just about dead on. Yeah, 45 so, years yeah, 45 for BMW, right? 50 for Honda. Yeah, Honda, Honda made their first car in 1958. So, yeah. It'll be, it'll be uh, 20, we'll, 2058. We'll be buying Toyotas. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've already quit buying Hondas. But, yeah, I think it'll be 2058 when Honda goes away, finally. Fair enough. All right. I'm curious to I see how. continue <laughs> to buy Toyotas. Yeah. Well, that's, Jan, Jan is going to still be. It's getting nothing but better at this point. Jan will so. have bought her third Toyota <laughs> at that point. <laughs> the average person buys seven cars in their lifetime. Like, why waste money? Yeah. Just get the two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just going to like buy my Toyotas, and then people are going to be like. I think more and more of like. I could keep driving this 30-year-old car right now, and I'd be perfectly happy. Like, yeah, the 30-year-old cars are much... reliable. And, yeah. like, yeah, they're not as safe, whatever. But, but they I don't get crash the into things. MPG. Yeah, and they do, because they're light. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty great. Anyway, uh, just before I get out of my next topic, Ibo, the Sony-based dog, okay. came to life. Yes. 1999. Was killed off in 2006. I know you ah. guys were all waiting with bated breath. I so. was. Uh, all right. We also passed, while we were off air, April Fool's. Yes. I survived it. I assume you both did as well. Yes. Yeah, my I have to tell you my favorite April Fool's. Do it up. So I was my, just about to ask. Um, my mother's birthday is April 2nd. Okay. And I always remember to do my taxes on April 1st. Because mm. you, you've got two weeks. Like, it's the best time to do it. Mine still aren't Well, she yet. went to Florida for her birthday. Yeah. Oh, no. Why? Um, is she in trouble? Uh, they got a condo down there. Mm. Yeah, she's yeah. in trouble. Anyway, carry on. As in old. <laughs> push, push yeah, it's push through. That's um, tongue in cheek for Florida. Uh, so I was doing my taxes, and then I was like, oh, I should call my mom. I called her up. Uh, I go, happy birthday, April Fools. I need help with my taxes. <laughs> Savage. And she thought it was hilarious. Okay, good. Because, <laughs> like, I, 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 it's not the first time I've done this. Okay. But my favorite one was Pizza Hut with the. Uh, stuffed crust, oh, pineapple, pineapple pizza, <laughs> and I just said this was a this would create so many trust issues. <laughs> it just looks like oh, it's like an oh, oatmeal yeah. raisin oh. cookie. Well, like it's not, not like even like an oatmeal. It's it's like a just raisin cookie. Yeah, like it's like yep. this looks like a normal something cookie. that looks like an oatmeal raisin cookie, and it's just a raisin cookie. Yeah, no, not not even that. Just it looks like a normal cookie. Okay. Oh. It looks like a normal oh. cookie, and you just get these raisins. Like, <laughs> just what the, the hell, man? <laughs> yeah, it's just the worst. And you get a normal pizza, and you bite into the stuffed crust. I saw and that, and I was immediately there. triggered because you know how I feel about yeah, pineapple it's pizza. I that was my favorite like thing. pineapple and pizza, but pineapple and the crust would be. No, you need to be prepared for it. Like, yeah, it, it's... And I love pineapple and I love pizza, but the moment you combine them, no, I, yeah, am, too, I am so out. They're independent things. Um, oh. Well, I want today is uh, April 9th. Yes. And can you guess what yesterday was? April eighth. Yes. And do you know what that was? No. Do you know what it was in Japan? No. Okay. Well, this I'm not is, very cultured, Ryan. Help me. Th- this is National Automotive Safety Month in Japan. Oh, I didn't oh. tell you what my favorite April Fool's joke. Oh, what was. is your thing? <laughs> it was my topic. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. That's that's how good the segue was. It was perfect. <laughs> All right. So very briefly before <laughs> before we get back to Japan, uh, the. <laughs> 
I just skipped your topic. That's fine. <laughs> We're done. Ooh. All right. So Holly. Yes. The makers of vintage, mm-hmm. like boomer carburetors, valve yeah. covers, all that kind of stuff. That's now known just for LS computers, which are awesome self-learning things that you can throw in a garage in a weekend. They had a picture of a like a C10, I think, pickup on a drag strip that was all lowered, but it had a tunnel ram on it with one of their big intake manifolds. Yes. The only thing that really threw this off is the tunnel ram is eight feet tall. <laughs> Turns out they actually made that. Yeah. It's not Photoshop. They really made it for <laughs> April Fool's. Yeah, and I'll pop it up yeah, on the screen for those that are watching right now. Work. But it is. It's not actually eight feet tall. Oh. Four feet tall. But anyway, it's ridiculous. It's taller than me. It yeah. is. I mean, like, the big, like, for 1970s. For all of the torque. Yes. Exactly. Oh, that's yeah. A, that's, a, that's what they said. For all of the torque, I do bet, this. I want to see that on Engine Masters. I want to see the graph. I think it would be very... They should so, actually put that in Engine Masters. That'd be hilarious. They're already a sponsor. Just do it. Yeah. So, I'm sure it'll be on. This is my point. ideal April Fool's joke. Something that's hilarious and doesn't hurt anybody like pineapple pizza stuffed crust. Exactly. So, anyway, bring me back to Japan, please. So... Why don't you click on my first link, and we'll see what Friday was. It was Tire Day (laughs) in Japan. (laughs) Bro. (laughs) I'm just picturing the Google holiday calendar in Japan. It's an official day in Japan. (laughs) Everyone just has Tire Day. And what it is, (laughs) is it's a reminder before you put your summer tires on to make sure that they're safe. So wholesome, Japan. <laughs> really Thank you is. so much. And it also reminds you to not have your winter tires on too late in the spring because the they winter have, tires. Do they have two tire days a year? No. So winter tires, they don't care about the safety of those. No, you yourself have shotgun and stuff. So. Oh, okay. I mean, you're, you still have to. It's just a reminder. Well, fine. Yeah, you'll, you'll learn. And so, <laughs> you'll anyway, learn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they also chose to stay because the 8th, the number eight looks like two wheels stacked on top of each other, and Japan's like really into that stuff because they have kanji for everything. Sure. Um, if you go to a discount territories plus, that's how they roll them to you. Exactly. So. Exactly. Um, but yeah, the entire month is traffic safety uh, uh, promotional month for keeping people safe. Um, Here in Minnesota, it was severe weather week, and they didn't tell me. So Thursday, I was very scared. Yeah, what the hell? The weather has, for the people that don't live in Minnesota, that's probably most of you, the weather the last two weeks has been ridiculous. Yeah. I, yes. So, like, very close the, to the snow side, tornadoes. It's the, a degree above freezing, but that's still plenty to give you ice and snow. Well, and it's been like that also every morning. The, the tornado sirens went off three times yesterday, or on Thursday. I heard one of those. Yeah, it was also on Thursday, not Wednesday. So, Jana was, like, horrified. And I'm like, oh, also, it's because the looming... I, was, I had the... Uh, the baby down for nap and i was like do i wake them up and bring them downstairs no 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 no, no. <laughs> well and, and my, if you, my if immediate, you die you die my immediate thought was i originally i went oh it's probably severe weather month whatever but my immediate thought was well with the looming the looming specter of nuclear holocaust nuclear it might just be that today's the day that if I, I heard the siren these days and it wasn't like one o'clock on a thursday or whatever wednesday. the hell the normal wednesday yeah i'd be like I'm gonna die. Yep, that was I exactly guess now what is I said. No, no I, I, I literally, it. I literally said, "I'm gonna die." Yep, <laughs> and then I went, "Wait a minute, it's April," and then I looked it up and I go, "Oh, this is severe weather." No, I heard month. it, and I had just. 
put Rumi down <clears throat> for a nap and I go, do I risk waking her up? The answer is no. 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 I no. was just like, if I see anything, I'll grab her, but... I cannot think of many scenarios where it is worth waking up a small child that has just gone to sleep. No. no. I think I would it. rather have glass in my eyeballs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From uh, a broken tornado window. Well, speaking of Wednesday, the day that we normally have our sirens go off. Yes. Um, do you know what the seventh was in Japan? <laughs> was it uh, Valve Stem Ooh, Day? I know it. I know Close. Jenna, what do you think it was? Uh, it, it's Toyota Day. No, it was oh. not, unfortunately. <laughs> oh my god, no, it was really close. <laughs> you were really close. That's August. The seventh was Tire Gauge Day. Oh. <laughs> to remind you to put a tire gauge in your car. <laughs> because tomorrow, and I'll just let you guys in on a secret, is Tire Day, and you yes. will need... <laughs> <laughs> it's, Dude, so, I want to subscribe to the Japanese Google Calendar for know, national right? holidays now. It sounds amazing. <laughs> this is the 15th anniversary that they've had an official national tire gauge Oh my day. god, there's another video too. Um, what the hell? But it's, it's, it serves as a reminder to not only check your tire pressure, but to check, check your tire pressure gauge as well. As over time, its accuracy can diminish from use. <laughs> I've never met a more matter-of-fact civilization I know, than right? Japan. <laughs> the, the next sentence from <clears throat> Japanese is such a matter. This year marks the 15th anniversary of Tire Gauge Day, which was established by Asahi Sangyo, a company that makes, you guessed it, Tire Gauges. Tire Gauges. I mean, it's, it's a, a good idea. It really is important. It's a brilliant holiday. Like, this is, like, the holidays I'm here for. Like, we have Donut Day or whatever, but, like, this actually is, like, a real thing. Um, but, yeah, actually, uh, fun fact, Asahi Sangyo uh, is the oldest company that makes tire gauges. Uh, they were founded in 1946, and they took part in the very first national auto show in Japan, which later became the Tokyo Motor Show. <laughs> And See, this this picture is in Asami Asahi Sangyo. As, yeah, that one tire gauge. Yeah, so it, there you go. The, the more you know. Wow, I, yeah. I feel like a bettered cultural individual. Yeah, you are cultured. Take well, that culture. Get, all there. you're gonna get it on your face. Aww. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.